This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. Thank you for joining me. My name's William McKenna, and this is the Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and a different pair of guests each week try and come up with the answers. My two guests today are some of the best people in the world, according to people I trust, and the worst people, according to my enemies. Gillian Cosgriff is an actor, writer, musician, composer, lyricist, physio receiver and recently won Melbourne Comedy Festival's Best Show Award and Golden Gibbo with Actually Good, playing all over Melbourne, regional areas in Australia and in Edinburgh. And if you're in Warburton on the 24th of November, you can see it. She's also the best person to go to for advice on most things, that advice being Google it. And honestly, we all should. <laughs> David Symes is an actor, writer, producer of his own production company, ghostwriter to famous comedians, man of many voices of various volumes, but mostly loud. <laughs> David was recently in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child alongside Jill and I. He can cook up a roast, knows everything about chairs, and can rearrange your living quarters to improve your soul. One thing David won't tolerate is quizzes or podcasts, hence making him the perfect <laughs> guest for today. David and Gillian, welcome to the Saturday Quiz! You. Yes! Yay. Thank you for having us, my How friend. How are you feeling today? I'm just pleased this, this friendship finally has a business address. <laughs> True. Finally we formalised this. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a Zoom, there was an appointed meeting time, it's very organ. everyone has headphones, it's businessy. I love it. David, um, can I ask a question, David? Yes. Why do you hate quizzes so much? Where did this come from? Look, I don't hate them. I'm just terrible at them. I am horrendously bad at trivia, but I love watching people who are good at it. And today, everyone has to watch me be bad at it or listen. So I apologise in advance. But you're so good at coming up with answers on the cuff, but you're saying maybe you don't know the answers to these questions specifically. Correct, correct. If I can make up the answers, then I'm fine. But I don't feel like that's how this works. That's kind of not, but also kind of. Hey, Jill, hey going i'm good so you have a show called actually good i have a show called actually good actually comma good <laughs> where you get your audiences <laughs> to choose the 10 best specific things in life um do you have any perfect suggestions oh to share um, with us? what have i had this week that was good um the smell of petrol <laughs> um i would ashamed to say that is accurate. Uh, a, a woman That's in great. brisbane said when i order a vodka and apple juice at a bar and then upset people by referring to it as a vag excuse me um <laughs> 
pretty, pretty, yeah, because vodka, vodka, apple juice, AJ, like oh, orange juice I is orange. I, do you know what? She really sold it to me, so I believed her. Um, what else? Those have been like two standouts in the last, in the last week and a half of shows. It's been, um, it's been a real treat of a tour. And it's a damn, damn fine show. Hey, you two. It's fantastic. Yeah, keep going. Speak on that, David. <laughs> No, it is so good. It is so good. My family just went and saw Jill's show because Jill just toured to the Central Coast and they all rung me, every single one of them, and spoke to me for about an hour on why Jill is such a good comedian. And I said, I know, that's why I told you to go and see her. (laughs) I got to show them David's list of likes, which was so nice and includes such favourites of mine as... um, Thinking about how you're going to be friends in the future. It's a good one. And mm. who can forget my personal favourite, when you find a find in Savers, the op shop, <laughs> that you know is fresh, that hasn't been there long, yes. and you carry it round, and then an old lady sees you and she says, good find. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> Happened on Tuesday. <laughs> yes. The man loves an op shop. What can I'm I do? so happy for you, David. Love a bargain. Um, hey, you two, um, John Leary asks his guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Mm. I, I used a lot of mine when I came on this before with John Leary. I, I really like collective nouns, like um, a group of goldfish is called a trouble, a trouble of goldfish. Really A good. blessing of unicorns. Or oh, a murder of crows. A parliament of owls. Yeah, I like those Excuse things. Excuse me, a parliament of owls? Yeah. Yeah, those. Those I really enjoyed. That's all. I did three. David hasn't even thought of one piece of trivia yet. That was great. Look, I've got one, but I'm scared both of you know it. And I was thinking about, I just discovered this the other day, because both of you are such good nerds, Harry Potter experts. Apparently, the Harry Potter books in French, Voldemort's middle name is Elvis. What? Oh, because it has to be an anagram that says, I am Lord Voldemort, right? Exactly right. Of no Tom Marvolo Riddle. Way. Mm. Oh, you yeah, guys... and it would need to be like, je suis <laughs> oh, yeah. fascinating. Wow. Vol- I'm, Tom I'm Elvis that... Riddle? Or something else. Oh, Good no, gift. hang on. Well done, oh, my David. God, I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be. Wait, it surely Tom exists in French. No, but it's because in English his name is Tom Marvolo yeah. Riddle and the anagram of that is I am Lord Voldemort. So whatever the French for I am Lord Voldemort is, which would be, yeah. I guess, something suis. like Je suis Lord Voldemort. Mm. Then his name would have to be something Elvis. Oh, of course. <laughs> Riddle, right? I don't know. Fascinating. Good find. That's really good. I'm trying to find some sort of Elvis Voldemort joke, but I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> but both of them. Have- However, we also have a joint piece of interesting trivia. Do we? That Voldemort, which we call him in the stage show in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, underneath his incredibly <laughs> terrifying costume, he wears. Little jazz ballet flats. <laughs> okay. He does. Need... Voldy is wearing a smart black jazz split sole. He's ready to murder some kids and then go straight to the establishment. Wait, explain the context to this, please. Is that what he's wearing in the movie? Jill, take this one. No, you don't know this, Will. In the show, in the stage show, there's the whole Voldy get up and he looks absolutely terrifying. terrifying. He comes out of his robe and all his prosthetics. Yeah. But you need to know that those little tootsies under that robe... <laughs> Are in a smart Capezio dust transfer. In Perfect. case he needs to jump into a little jeté or something. Yeah, exactly. 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 Some... He wants to be able to work through the feet. <laughs> oh, that's a good piece of trivia. Oh, this is a good one, guys. Well done, you two. 
Hey, are you ready for the questions? Heck yes. Yes. Nervous, but ready, yeah. Why are you nervous, David? Is it because you hate quizzes? I'm just <laughs> notoriously bad at them, but look, I feel safe in the hands of you two, and Jill is very, very good at it. Oh, Jill's very so, good. It's a lot of pressure. It's all, Jill will answer the end of the question. Do you know what I mean? Jill will be ahead of me already. She knows what the question is already. Um, okay, are we ready? Let's do question number one. Question one. The Tatra Mountains form a natural border between Poland and which other country? Ooh, can you spell it? Jillian's very good at countries. Not mountains. Tatra, T-A-T-R-A. Oh, I don't know. Do you know the countries that border Poland? Vaguely in that shape. Um, There's a bunch. Maybe (laughs) Hungary? Down that side? Hungary does not border Poland. Okay, great. That's I set you up for that and that's my fault. (laughs) That was, I don't know. If you're mad at me, you have to just tell me, okay? (laughs) Don't don't bring it into the quiz. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's out of Germany, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Ukraine, Lithuania and Belarus. Okay. Um... Which I went to about half of those on my Europe trip this year. Mm. Yeah, great. Did you get food poisoning in any of them or? <laughs> I, I got food poisoning in Croatia. Very different. Oh, great, great, great. Good to check. <laughs> Maybe Belarus is a bit mountainy. I'm just, I'm just swinging yeah, here. I don't that's know. That's okay. It's not Belarus. Uh, David, would you like to take a little swing here? Look, <laughs> I could. Look, there is an option for me too, but... I really feel that look. If anyone's going to be chucking around, you, some do, you want me to tell you the countries again? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I think it's not. It's not Germany. It's not Germany. I don't Correct. think it's Germany. So it's not Germany, and it's not Belarus. Right. And I'll it's chuck. Not, oh, I'll chuck good. out Lithuania as well. We're getting there. Okay. okay. And so, what are we left with? Czechia and Slovakia and Ukraine. Oof. The, and and I okay. I will give you a little another little hint. It does sound like. A meal that people get when it's two o'clock in the morning um, and you're really drunk mm. and mm. you want absolutely, a little snack. Absolutely. So what he's pointing us towards is um, Ukraine because it sounds like no, Jillian. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be Slovakia. That's correct. Right? It's Slovakia. Yeah. Oh. Oh. How do I know? Yes, yes. The Tatra Mountains are a series of mountains within the Western Carpathians that form a natural border between Slovakia and Poland, and they are the highest mountains in the Carpathians. Climb every mountain. Oh. Great song. Great <laughs> and I've song. always said that. <laughs> Maria, what is it you can't face? Um, well done. Hey, that's one out of one. Already. Easy. Woo! You two are so good at this. Oh, on fire. David didn't say anything until I prompted him. So this is going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be quick and easy. <laughs> Question number two. Are yes. you ready? Buckle it up. Intaglio, block and offset are all types of what? What was the first word? Intaglio? Intaglio. Block and offset are all types of what? David, I think you might get this one. Mm. Blockchain. The block. Yeah. Types of reality shows. It's not types of reality Types show. of... Okay, an offset is a type of bank account. I've got an offset. Just saying. Didn't mean to brag, but that actually owes a bank good. a lot of money. This is good, Gillian. This is, is really good. good. Look. Um, types of hedge funds. Types of... Paint colours. Oh, David. Paint colours. Keep going along that line. Mmm. Mmm, paint brushes, paint canvases. Oh, oh, think more creativity, think more, yeah. less paint. Yeah. Uh, artist. Yes. Less paint, more brush, <laughs> less, and I've always said that, <laughs> less <laughs> types of um, design, artistic oh, design, so or close. periods of art. Oh, no, but um, it's in that. Styles? Artistic styles. 
it is. It's a not paint. Ways that your artistic boyfriend will gaslight you. No, close. <laughs> they will block you and offset you, but yeah, it I is know. not. <laughs> it is not painting techniques. It's not. Pa- it's not painting, but it's sort of very As close such. to painting. Sculpture. No, but keep going more on a canvas. Okay. Um, or tapestries. No, but you can sort of think more the press. Do you say the press or depress? <laughs> What's the difference? Oh, they're types of um of typeface, like printing. Printing! Oh. Hey. We got there. Oh, good work, Chill. Good Correct. work. Correct. Um, Intaglio describes any printmaking technique in which the image is produced by incising into the printing plate. Um, block printing involves carving into wood, linoleum, rubber, or other materials mm. to produce the desired shape or pattern. And offset printing, mm. also called offset lithography or litho offset, in commercial printing, widely used printing technique in which the inked image on a printing plate is printed onto a rubber cylinder and then transferred to paper or other material. It is printing. Well done, mm. you two. See, if they had included um, potato, like from Kinder, then I would have got it. That's the main printing that I've done. Do you, That's my chief medium. Is that when you put paint onto a potato and then onto yeah, the paper? Yeah, you cut shapes out of the potato. You don't ever do this. You cut shapes out of the potato. You dip it in paint and then you put it on the paper. Yes. And then you go, that's your Christmas present, yes. Mom, and you're going to love it. No, I ate my potatoes. Okay. Um <laughs> Are we ready for question number three? That's two out of two. This is going good really work, well. Jill. Good work, Jill. <laughs> no, I David, you're like doing a really good job. That was a team effort. That, look, I, I will, I will, I, I can't take credit for that. But look, I am here to support you, Jill. I am here to support you. <laughs> I haven't got, I didn't get these right. This is team guesswork. Will's doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> you must be tired, Will. You must be really tired. Look at his arms, oh, though. We both know we, I can't do heavy lifting. Okay, question number three. It's because I've got small muscles. Um, question number three. Name the new Prime Minister of New Zealand. Oh, oh. It's a man. It is a man, and it's a bald one. Mm. Okay, yeah. so it's going to be a bald name like Michael. Um, <laughs> no, but very Brian. close. <laughs> Martin, Matthew. Um, no, um, th- no, think more... Um, my dad. Christopher. Correct. That is the first name. Oh. Mm, b- a hint. A <laughs> okay. Hint. I really thought you two would probably know this one. Um, I'm so embarrassed. I really too. don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. His first name is I'm Christopher. still in a period of mourning for Jacinda. So actually I'm being really respectful by not knowing. It's <laughs> a really saying. good point. Think more. I really um, want to know the answer now. The because first the, two I, letters of Golby's first name. L. You. Lou. That was Ten. a past guess. No. Oh, Jill, so close. Just change that middle letter. Lucas. No. What Lou you said. Luvon. Luman. Lugan. Lumas. Luxon. Luxon. Correct. Ah, I knew it. Yeah, I actually, uh, knew it. I actually knew it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I, the way I thought this would be kind of an easy quiz for you two. So I'm very embarrassed. Christopher Luxon? Yes, correct. Christopher Luxon. Okay. He is 53 years old. He's the leader of the National Party and he loves long walks on the beach. Um, but The Guardian <laughs> explained his humble beginnings 
pre him being the prime, new prime minister of New Zealand, where he used to sell deodorant and ice cream and um, run an airline as a top corporate executive. That's so weird wow. because those are also my first three jobs. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We can all Logan become Rack. Prime Minister of New Zealand. Okay, well done. Hey, that's Empowering. that is three out of three with literally zero <laughs> the, help. The longer this goes on, the more it feels like you're mocking us. <laughs> I know you think it's supportive. <laughs> hey, no, you were great up there. You with your singing and your de- you were really doing it. Yeah, how do you, how did you learn all those lines? How did you learn all those lines? Uh, I love the lighting. Yeah. Your hat. My 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 daughter Jenny actually, she really wants to do this. She mm. she wants to do this and she actually has been preparing something and she's gonna show you. Would you mind watching Jenny? She's just gonna do a little number for you. And then you ask Jenny how she learned all of yeah, her perfect. lines. <laughs> perfect. And then it ends when that woman says to you, No, you've got a beautiful voice. You could busk. I really mean that. <laughs> Is that from experience? Bye, Arnie Jan. See you at Christmas. <laughs> Um, okay, let's do question number four. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Question number four. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop whoop. Embarrassing for both of you. <laughs> question number four. Embarrassing that you asked. <laughs> Reflect. Question number four. According to the Gospels, in which garden was Jesus arrested before his crucifixion? Garden Finally. of Gethsemane. Oh. Gethsemane. David and Gillian, that is correct. Straight away. We are from two deeply religious families. That's why. <laughs> Good job. What else do you got? You want to know about Leviticus? We're ready. Well, Gillian uh, um, and David, there is a bonus point here for naming how many times Jesus prayed in the garden. Let's see how deeply contextually religious Oh, Jill, you, you asked for more and we got it. <laughs> it's got to be three. Rule of threes, right? Gillian, that is absolutely correct. Mm. It is three. Yeah, bang on. Well done. Yeah, so uh, Gethsemane was the garden at the foot of the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem where, according to the four Gospels of the New Testament, Jesus Christ underwent the agony in the garden and was arrested before his crucifixion. In my mind, when I hear arrested, I see police and handcuffs, but I can't imagine. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I, we've all seen that contemporary version of Jesus Christ Superstar. It's definitely been done that way. <laughs> true. Very, very true. That exists. That was a straight up, straight away, no time guess. And that was correct. So well done, you Perfect. two. Look, we're, we're digging our way up. Slowly but surely, we're digging. I'm seeing growth in intelligence. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, I like that. I like You'd be a great teacher, William. Be great, teacher. <laughs> I'm only being like this because you two are my friends. Um, question number four. Jill went like this, and <laughs> I said like this, but you can't. You don't know what that is. I on thought a podcast. the computer glitched. It's an maybe it's an audio medium. Jillian sort of <laughs> clocked her head as if to be like, not really. Um, we're gonna colleagues. go to question number former colleagues. Question number five. Are you both ready? Yes, yes. I'm ready. Question I'm ready, number I'm ready. five. I think you'll get this one. Okay. Question five is a uh, tussy mussy a. A type of shellfish, B, a narrow-brimmed hat, or C, a small floral bouquet. Bouquet, right? It's a bouquet. David. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is a bouquet. How did you get, how did you get to that answer? A man has impeccable taste. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my mother is a little bit of a flower enthusiast, and I heard you say that, and I could hear my mum saying it in my head, and that that's all I've got. That's it. David, go and get a tussie mussy for us. Go like and that. get a tussie mussy, or on Saturday, or 
I don't know. You know, Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays, Tussie Day. Yeah, Wednesday, Posy Day. Exactly. Friday, Bouquet Well, day. well. You can't do a full bouquet on a Tuesday. A Tussie Mussie is also called Posy or Nosegay. Oh, I wouldn't know about a Nosegay. I went to drama school. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Well, I typed in what does an, what does nosegay mean? Oh no! And it and it literally said the definition of nosegay quite literally means a gay nose. Gay meaning meaning the latter meaning ornament or oh, and nose meaning the fragrance. And nose meaning the fragrance right. appeals to the nostril right. of uh, and the nose. So it is nose gay, a tussy mussy. Great. Very so camp. Like a very <laughs> joyful painting I could refer to as an eye gay. Or like yeah. a very beautiful, glorious dessert I could call a mouth gay. Don't Google mouth gay. Keep your safe search on. That's all I'll say. <laughs> this is really good. Um, yes, well done. Well, it says also it's typically given as a gift. So you can get... A tussie mussie for all your friends. And I'm going to give you two tussie mussies <laughs> after this. I will invoice you still, though. <laughs> it's only fair. Okay. Um, hey, that's five questions. Um, we're going to cut to a little short break and we'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. How you two feeling? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. I feel relieved that I am, that I am triviaing with Jill, but not too bad. You got Tussie Mussie, so just I did get Tussie Mussie, or did my mum get Tussie Mussie? Doesn't matter. That's your bloodline. (laughs) True, true. I can claim it. Um, We're up to question number six now. Are you both ready for question number six? Oh, yeah. Hit us. All right. Crepuscular animals are active at what time of the day? Dusk, surely. Is that right? David, how did you get to that answer? How did I get that? Off a gut feeling. I had a strong gut feeling, or I knew... It could have been right, or it was the pasta I ate earlier that I left out of the fridge for no. too long. That's incredible. Also, I'm going to stop referring to myself as crepuscular. I think, because that's correct. <gasps> is it <laughs> legitimately? That is correct. Well crepuscular means dusk or twilight. Yes. Well done, David that's and great. Julian. And it means I'm not going to get food poisoning, because it was a gut feeling. Yes. <laughs> Really good. Trust your Trust gut, it. always. That's what you should know. And Jill, you said you were quite a crepuscular animal. I'm crepuscular. 5pm, I'm ready to work. That's your go Everyone mode. Everyone clocking off, I'm clocking on. Uh, <laughs> she says a large glass of wine in her hand. <laughs> I did notice that you got a new glass of wine from someone off screen. Do you have, how many assistants do you have now that you won Melbourne Comedy Festival? I don't don't like to discuss business matters with 
With amateurs, actually. Uh, it was too mean. It was so mean. I'm so sorry. It was very good. No, it was very good. I appreciate it. Yeah, so some of the um, some animals uh, that aren't diurnal or nocturnal that are crepuscular include bats, hamsters, house cats, stray dogs, rabbits, ferrets, rats, jaguars, ocelots, bobcats, red pandas, bears, deer, moose, capybaras, chinchillas, mouse, skunks, quirrels, foxes, wombats, wallabies, quolls, possums, marsupial gliders, and spotted hyenas. Just some of the animals. Wow. Kind of sounds like all of the animals, doesn't it? It really does. Okay, question number seven. Two days after Afghanistan defeated reigning champions England in the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup, which country beat South Africa in another boilover? Oof. Australia? Gillian, this is right up your alley. My alley is made of cricket bats. (laughs) (laughs) Because the wood is good for insulation. Um... (laughs) Do we? Are we cricket fans here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a question. I knew the answer to. Yeah. yeah, Jill. Do you have any? Um, do you have any instincts with this one? I wondered if it was Australia. It's New not Australia. Zealand. Okay. It's not New Zealand. Think more. Um, Sri Lanka, India. No. Uh, think more European and think more. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms. England. The Netherlands? Correct, Gillian. <laughs> well. <laughs> now, how did you well, get right. the Netherlands? With very few hints. <laughs> I'm impressed. We're doing the, great. What is this, number six? That was number seven. Netherlands did beat South Africa by 38 runs. Quite the upset. Arian Dutt smacked mm. three sixes in his 23 not out to provide the late flourish um it was a riveting game i do love a late flourish (laughs) as a crepuscular animal i respect a late flourish that's all i say a dawn flourish not for me um hey question number seven for seven with a bonus point that's eight points out of seven one thousand percent david symes you will get question eight (gasps) so much pressure will are you ready for this and listeners are you ready for this David will get question number eight. Okay. Which iconic Australian dessert brand appointed voluntary administrators this <gasps> month? Sarah Lee. Oh, devastating. <laughs> Not necessarily Sarah Lee, Sarah Lee. Am I it right? Sarah Lee is oh, correct. I was so upset that afternoon I found out about that. Did you call her straight away? I oh, if was... only I had a number. <laughs> I'd do any form of fundraiser, anything just to keep. Those banana cakes alive and sticky date puddings. So what yes, they are in financial trouble, but they've got a new administrator called FTI Consulting. Um, it is not clear yet whether they will survive. Sarah Lee will survive. But one person said on the news, so sad, dot, dot, dot. I actually purchased a Sarah Lee cheesecake from Coles last Monday. Enjoyed every bit of it. Such a pity that people's tastes have changed. David, when was the last time you had a Sarah Lee? Ah. Uh, what day is it? Like, I'm not even ashamed to say Saturday. I had a sticky date pudding on Saturday. Well, today is Saturday. So last Saturday or today? Mm, last Saturday. <laughs> and also that Charles Lubin, who was a US baker, named the company after his daughter, Sarah Lee. And that is oh, where the name comes from. That's oh, nice. I had always imagined Sarah Lee was the um, founder and lady CEO. No. Mm. Devastating. Devastating. Charles Lubin. And we Christopher hope- Luxon, Prime Minister of New Zealand, <laughs> running Sarah Lee into the ground. How dare he? I can't believe this. It kind of seems like he eats lots of Sarah Lee. 
Um, question number nine. Hey, we're almost at the end, and you guys oh. have blitzed this. <laughs> yep. Without any help. Just like when I go bowling with the bumpers. I'm just good at it. I'm gifted. It's funny how it just you seem to get strikes all the time. Yep. I'm actually really good at bowling. <laughs> actually, you are. As yeah, am you I. Are. We should bowl. We should all go bowling. This is... I'm going to cut I don't this. like it. No, I don't like putting my feet in other people's shoes or my fingers in other people's holes. I don't like it. <laughs> it's yucky. That's a perfect soundbite. You're actually welcome. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> thanks for that, Julian. <laughs> Question number nine. What, starting with S, is the medical term for an abnormal lateral curvature of the spine? Scoliosis. Julian, that is correct. Well, yes. she's done. got it, baby. What, Julian? Do you have scoliosis? Yeah, just a little one, just to feel something. Well, well, because scoliosis affects 2 to 3% of the population, scoliosis is not caused due to bad posture, and scoliosis occurs 10 times more often in girls than boys above the age of 10. Yeah, men could never. <laughs> it's because women are too busy carrying It's because everything. women can have it all, and it all is scoliosis. Well, it's good that most types of scoliosis are mild and don't require treatment with braces or surgery. That mm. is good. Hey, you two. Final question. We're up to the final question. Oh. Oh. So we're basically 100% out of 100% so far. So let's oh. try and get 11 out of 10 with that bonus point. Here we go. Question number 10. Drum roll, please. <laughs> That's the drum. Thank you for that drum. <laughs> question 10. What part of a boat is the galley? Oh. The kitchen. Jillian. Yes. And David. Yes. That is 100% correct. You won yes! the Saturday quiz. We won, Jill. Oh, my God. Yes. We won. I can't wait to get a Tussie Mussie for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying you both Tussie Mussies. Tussie Mussies on David. Tussie Mussies all round. <laughs> Tussie Mussies for everyone. <laughs> couple of posies, couple of nose gays. No, no gay mouths. Or oh, what did you say? Mouth gaze. Mouth gaze. Well, if Sarah Lee goes into recession, there's going to be a distinct lack of mouth gaze. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You've got to put that pantomime on, darling. <laughs> that is great. mouth gaze coming. The galley is the compartment of a ship, train, or aircraft where food is cooked and prepared. Did you know that galley stoves are often gimbaled so that the liquid in pans don't spill out? And they also commonly equipped oh. with bars, preventing the cook from falling against the hot stove. Why would anyone ever... Is my question. Mm, someone's got to do it, though. Someone's got to cook those sailors some meals. And we're all thankful. Hey, you two. That was incredible. Well done. Oh, William. You've just won the Saturday Look, you're quiz. you're a supportive friend. Did we actually win? Yes, you won. And you got every single answer correct. Both of you equally. You are both God. the best. And to think I like was all so three nervous. of us. And to think I'd really have to know things in order to win. To get some answers right. But turns out we didn't, Jill. We didn't need a study. David Times, we it did hit on some of our key core areas. It really did. Bible, <laughs> floristry. If only um, it touched upon chairs and interior design, we would have been dessert. True. Yeah. Australian desserts. Cricket. As well. Cricket. Government in New Zealand. Mm. Maritime house layout. Geography. House. <laughs> Printing, and of course the Tatra Mountains. How could we forget? How could we forget? That's practically what we'd speak after a show on it. No, yeah, it's just yeah. like, this is like one of our normal chats, really. Very <laughs> much so. 
These are all the we topics we cover every time we catch up. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. You know how crepuscular I am. <laughs> hey Jill, did you just see Netherlands beat um, Slovakia in the Tatra Mountain cricket team? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was in my cricket house where I have a kitchen on just one side. And, uh, <laughs> it's a galley. And you have scoliosis, don't you? Oh yeah, that's why the kitchen's on one side, because I lean that way. It's good for cooking. I face one direction, kitchen direction. I face the other direction, no cooking. That's how I know. I am overwhelmed with you two being on this podcast podcast oh you're fine to drive (laughs) (laughs) good luck editing away half of yeah this podcast i apologize in advance my friend apologize please david all i'm gonna be taking from you david is the drum roll that was really a harmonica or something a pan flute i'm not sure what it was was. it was the hands going the hands wobbling either side of the face while he just panicked and went I was worried about the staccato nature of the drumsticks, which I couldn't do with my tongue. So I just gave you a hum. I just gave you a round, full sound that over the top of, you can maybe in post, put a drum. Oh, absolutely not. A round, full sound. Perfect. Um, no, it's keep it for a minute. Hey, well done, you two. Um, I'm going to have to say goodbye now. Gillian, would you like oh. to plug Actually Good and the various locations that we'll be playing? Yes, you can see Actually Good uh, in Warburton on the 24th of November. And future dates, go to comedy.com.au. That's where all my tour dates are. Go there right now. David, thank you for sitting through this quiz and podcast. Well done. <laughs> you seem to do a really good job. You didn't squirm one. He's never been so still for so long. <laughs> it's so true. Th- look, thank you for having us, William McKenna, star of stage and screen. <laughs> and if anyone is thinking about seeing Actually Good, please do. It is genuinely so heartwarming. I think you'll laugh and cry and then laugh and cry so much. You're possibly laughing and you don't know if you're crying. And the rest of the week you won't stop thinking about the show. And your outlook on the entire week will be positive thanks to that wonderful show. So please see it if you can. That's beautiful. I'm still not giving you 10%. (laughs) (laughs) But a tussie Also, can I just say, William, the way that you've handled this, it's... It's so impeccable, and the tone of your voice, honestly, you could busk, and I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, you really could. Thank you. I appreciate that, Auntie Josephine, or whatever her name was. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Gillian. Go see Actually Good at the various dates, and go see any famous comedian, because David ghostwrites for all of them. So, have the best time, and I will see you two later and I'll see you listeners never because this is my last episode so thank you so much and you'll get John Leary back you're welcome (laughs) goodbye this episode was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation I want to acknowledge their tradition of telling stories and sharing knowledge for millennia and pay all the respects to elders past and present thank you for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz thanks to all who keep coming back week after week if you'd like to leave a review do so thanks as ever to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for supplying the questions the show couldn't be made with you. John Leary is back next week. How exciting. He will be back with more questions for you same time next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.